Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Bobby and Dr. Jess, two physical therapists doing our best to live healthy lives most of the time. Moderation is key. See our glasses as half full. Some days, some days this is much harder than others and hope to share that perspective with you by interviewing others more knowledgeable us, more knowledgeable than us today. I can't speak. So um, Dr. Jess, what do you have in your cup today? Well, today it's Florida and it's pretty warm outside. So I've got coconut water that's flavored with pineapple um, just because it makes a little bit different and um, yeah, keeps, keeps my body hydrated, keeps my blood pressure up when I sweat a lot. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm super happy with that. Uh, So Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I am trying, this is new. It's called lemon, perfect cold pressed lemon water. So it's strawberry passion fruit. It's actually pretty good. Um, first time trying it. So awesome. yeah, so today we have with us Dr. Emma. She is also a physical therapist um, that is right now over in England. So it is nighttime over there. Uh, Dr. Emma, what do you have in your cup? So I, cons- considering it's the nighttime, have a glass of wine. It's uh, a Chardonnay that was opened the other day. So I thought I'd keep it going. Awesome. Evening time, yeah. like relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, well, we're super excited to have you on as we kind of continue this conversation about sleep and sleep health. And um, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and kind of who you are and what you're up to? So, my name is Dr. Emma. Um, I went to undergrad at the University of Iowa as a gymnast, kind of like Dr. Bobby as well. Um, and then I went to graduate school in Clark University, which is in Dubuque, Iowa, right on the tri-state border. Um, from there, I actually took a bit of time off and spent some time in France for a while and then moved back to the States, worked for a bit and then moved to England where I've most recently been working. Um, my recent job was as the, um, head physio for, we call it physio in the UK, a head physio for, um, the West End production of Frozen. So I was their main, um, on-site medical provider, which was a really cool experience. And now we are just planning our move back to the U.S. and we're going to hopefully get there in about June, July time and then start our own company out in Denver. That's super exciting. Super exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It is it's a lot, but it's been um, very educational and I'm, I'm enjoying the kind of feels empowering to do something like that for myself. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how it all turns out. Yeah. There you go. So tell us a little, so we've been talking about sleep and we've been talking about um, the different cycles and different things that affect us. Um, And I'm sure both from physical therapy and it'd be really interesting kind of talking about Frozen and your, the actors, what's the correct word? Performers? Performers, Actors, both. They don't care. (laughs) I've asked the same question. Um, Kind of like how it affects them if they are traveling and things like that in regards to sleep. Yeah. So I guess... In terms of frozen, that's like quite a good question. And as their physio for that time, I mean, you're working weird hours, you know, you're not working your typical nine to five. And so, for example, like their, their schedule, they're done every night by about 9.30. And so most of them don't even get home until 10.30, 11 with the London travel. Um, and they work weekends as well. So all of their times are just shifted. It's almost like they're living in a bit of a different time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, for them, I found, and for myself as well, it was just trying to figure out a way to keep that sort of sleep hygiene is what I like to call it. So I feel like, and they also felt like they're able to 
function at a high level at maybe a time of day that most of us don't feel like we should function that high at. Um, and then also be able to, you know, spend the part of our morning and day being quite uh, efficient. So it's, it, we did spend some time actually at the beginning trying to discuss like ways to help mitigate any of the late nights, late mornings and making sure we talked about like routine. And that's, I mean, that's kind of the main thing is just keeping things in a routine. And I, I found that for myself had been the most helpful um, throughout that period of time. That's awesome. So for you, I mean, you had to switch between time zones, right? It looks like, you know, you lived in France, you lived in the US, you've lived in London. And so what are some strategies that you do when that routine's hard to, to keep the same, especially when you've got a time zone shift? What are strategies that you use for that? That's a good, great question. And it's something that I've actually not perfected, but improved as I've traveled a bit more. Um, but I, you know, there's just, there's um, someone who I, I follow a lot about sleep, sleep. His name is Matthew Walker. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's a PhD. He, he's from the UK, but now works in Berkeley and has had some experience with Harvard as well. He talks all about sleep. And I was just listening to something about his earlier today, just because I knew he always has great little tidbits and info. And what he says about stuff like that is, one of the things is to really do nothing. Like don't try to change everything just because you're changing time zones. Just know the timing that you're gonna be going to and try to just get on that time zone as quickly as possible. Don't amp up on caffeine. Don't shove down loads of melatonin or sleep aids. Just try to, like for me, if I were to come from the UK to the US, I know it's six hours at least from Chicago, time's different. So when I leave, I know that I'm just gonna land three hours after I take off. So I just make sure that when I land, I'm, I just know that I'm going to be awake and I can't sleep on the plane. I shouldn't chug coffee because that'll keep me awake longer when I come home and I won't be able to fall asleep as well. Um, it's just trying to keep things as similar as possible and adapting to the new time zone as quick as possible and staying quite hydrated because your body can get really out of its rhythm. Um, but I found that really helpful. I was in new time zones quickly that way. Um, it just depends too. I mean, going east to west versus west to east can change a bit as well. But yeah, yeah, I've definitely noticed the same thing. Like especially with like if I go to California, right? It's only three hours, um, so it's not that much of a difference. But um, it does make I a will difference. still, <laughs> it, yeah, the three hours or like or being in Europe or something like that is even further. And so um, I think those are some of the things that were recommended to me as well. And I think the number one thing is like getting onto their time as quick as possible. Yeah. So like if you have an overnight flight, um, like oftentimes if we're you know traveling to Europe, it'll be an overnight flight and you'll land yeah. at like 6 a.m. And so don't take a nap, just like, exactly. you know, yeah. power through. You might you know be pretty tired by the time it's bedtime, but then the next morning you wake up and you're like, all right, let's do this. Much better off. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's, I think those are all like super helpful to not like necessarily just, um, you, you know, like rely on sleep aids and things like that, that kind of make it even harder for your body's normal circadian rhythm to, um, to feel like it's like can do it on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's already becoming dysregulated by you moving time zones and then adding maybe excessive caffeine or excessive, you know, sleep aids to help you go to sleep. It just, you just feel even more groggy and almost like drunk in a way. Um, at least that's how mm -hmm. my body usually feels. It just feels so out of sorts. So I've mm -hmm. over the years just literally not done much about it and just assumed, just accepted I was going to be tired for a day, tried to stay in the time zone, drink a lot of water right. and then 
I don't really tend to drink actually on flights anymore. I used to get like the complimentary wines and now I just try not to do that too because it can make me feel quite icky, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, absolutely. So with, um, I know, I'm curious, like with working later nights, um, obviously doing the show and then having to sleep a little later in the morning, um, what would you, what did you suggest for people? So for example, for I wake up to light, like it's starting to get light around 530 and I'm wide awake and I feel great. But mm-hmm. if it's like 530 and dark, I'm like so tired. So did you have any tips or tricks for your performers or for yourself to kind of be able to sleep in a little bit later for those later nights on nights of performances? So I guess kind of to step back from that and then lead into that question is I would make sure that I, I always told them to have a schedule. So we get home at the same time every night. So just make sure that, you know, let's say you're home at 1030. Your plan is to be in bed by 1130. Do roughly the same thing and then wake up like eight hours or so later and keep that consistent because regardless of the light now, of course, light seeping in is going to wake you up. But if we have good enough curtains or blackout curtains or whatever, it is good to just wake up at that same time and your body will just start respecting that time. Um, But of course, you're right. Like this time of year, I am way more likely to be awake before seven or six even. Um, And I find that difficult because I quite like waking up to the light and I don't like blackout curtains personally because I think it messes with the natural circadian rhythm and, and, you know, the light that does wake you up for a purpose. Um, So what I would tend to tell them, of course, yeah, just use the blackout curtains if they knew that they would be sleeping in until about nine in the summer, especially. But if they weren't, then I would just try to help them get onto a schedule that they could wake up to roughly with some light Um, because Mm -hmm. it does, it it takes all of the, you know, all the hormones and things start to regulate and shift into the morning and then taking out the light confuses your body a bit. So I, I, I'm always in a double edge. I've never had blackout curtains myself because I don't like them. Um, but I like the light. So most of them agreed with that. Some of them were just night owls and would wake up late. So they would just have to use the curtains. And, and that's, that is part of it too. Everybody's different. You can, you can give advice, you know, all you want, but some people just need certain things. And even if the advice is well intended, they might not respond as well. And so I think we all know that as physical therapists, just sometimes (laughs) is what they need. And, but yeah, I guess that's kind of, it's a, it's a answer to, and a not answer because it just depends really with how they are. I'd say like, I'm with you. Like, I don't really like blackout curtains. I've, whenever we've traveled or stay places and I shut the curtain, or like say we get in late and I shut the curtains, I don't realize that they're blackout. And then in the morning, all of a sudden it's like, you know, nine o'clock. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, what happened to the day? Like, yeah, what? really? Like I'm, and I'm just like, I'm in a new place. Now I'm disoriented even more. I, I look at the mm-hmm. clock and I'm like, what is going on? Um, but I do find that helps me is I wear a sleep mask and the sleep mask is how I've kind of I've trained my body using the sleep mask that when I put it on, it's a little bit of weight to my eyes. It actually helps my eyes to relax. And like, it, it, they just like, you know, it's like any kind of training that we do for our brain and for our bodies. When I put that on, when it means I'm not looking at my phone, I'm not reading, I'm not like, my brain's not working. Okay. So it's, it's my brain is saying like, nope, it's time to relax. Um, And then sometimes I'll actually put some lavender oil, not on the part that's touching my skin, but on the outside of it. And that little bit of lavender is a scent that again, I've like tried to train my body that like, when this goes over my eyes, I smell this scent. I am in bed. It is dark that like my body knows, like 
it, like we're done with the day. We, there's nothing more that we need to think about. There's no more work that needs to be done. Um, but the other thing is, is that that mask also helps me with the time change. So, you know, like daylight savings time. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. all of a sudden that sun that was up at one point in time has shifted by an entire hour. But because that mask is on, it's not so bright in my eyes, but it is, it does let some light in. And so it, it, it's actually, it's helped me a ton. Um, and then I use it when I travel. So then I keep, I have something consistent with me. Right. Um, I put it right in my bag, no matter what bed I'm in, no matter if I'm in a hotel, at a friend's house, wherever it might be, it's my consistency. Um, and it's, it's helped me a lot because I do love to travel. I like to be on the go. I like to camp. I like to go international. I like to go to like visit friends and family. Um, but being able to rest so that I can enjoy myself <laughs> when I'm there and not tired and exhausted, yeah. um, is, is helpful. So, um, so that's, that's definitely one thing that's helped me, um, with the light because as well, blackout curtains just don't work well for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're kind of touching on something huge there is it's the, it's the routine. I think in everything, it, it is just that routine, like finding what works for you personally, what kind of signals to your body. Oh, here we go. We're getting in. Cause like I was mentioning him earlier, Matthew Walker was saying, um, it's like a physiological process sleep. It's not just go to sleep. There's a whole right. bunch of things that happen that downregulate your body to allow you to sleep. Temperature drops, everything changes. And yep. so if we do have that consistency, it can be just as simple as a face mask with some lavender oil that signals to your body, it's time to sleep. Our sleep's going to be better, more fulfilling. We'll wake up less tired and, and it just compounds in a positive way for us. So th that routine, I think personally is, it's huge for everything in life, but it's very much a big thing for sleep that maybe people don't, they underestimate, overestimate what they have to do for it when it's really so simple. Right. Yeah. Just like anything like in life, consistency. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say a lot. I feel like a lot of times people um, don't realize the effect of what you do before you go to sleep and how much that can affect you. Um, and how much having that routine helps then also let your body kind of start zoning down and being able to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Uh, so different things that we've read and different, you know, just along the way, things that I've tried to like, be aware of are like exercise before sleep. And uh, so, so the performers that you're working with are, are moving their bodies and, and doing what they, they need to do for their occupation. But then, then to like come out of that mode, boom, back down into sleep mode. Um, sometimes I can, I can see where it'd be a little bit difficult. And um, there's some research that's, you know, that's like, hey, if you exercise a couple of hours before bed, that that's helpful um, versus like first thing in the morning, which is nice for waking up. Um, what have you noticed with like implementing exercise, physical activity prior to sleeping? And is there like a, a length of time that, that you've seen has been helpful? I think from what I was reading and looking into it as well, because it's a big thing within our profession as well. People want, we're trying to encourage people to be active and then right. we want to know well when, because I can only do it at this time or whatever. And so I think, first of all, I, the biggest thing I've read that's been pretty consistent is that one hour before you're supposed to be literally in sleep, you probably should be starting to get that wind down mode. Yeah. Um, so I would probably just say that would be unadvisable to work out at 10 PM if you're trying to be asleep by 11. Right. Now, otherwise I, I did read and I thought previously that it was a problem to work out later because it would increase your metabolism and everything would be up and you would just be so giddy and all this adrenaline. Um, but what I noticed was actually 
as long as you're doing like moderate exercise and you're not just doing like one rep maxes and crazy, crazy hard like workouts <laughs> at like a late time of day, it probably yeah. is going to be okay. Like you're, you know, the adrenaline stuff that's released will wash out within the hour or so of the exercise, which could, you know, work to keep you up and your body will cool and, and all of that. And so in terms of the performers specifically, you know, the, the show that they were on, they would get quite warm, you know, with the costumes and they were very active, especially by the end of the show. Um, but luckily they did have most of them, at least a 40 minute commute home. Plus they had their, like, whatever they had to do once they got home. And so, cause they asked me that a lot as well. And I, I really just advise, you know, on your commute, maybe listen to some calming music. Don't, you know, don't be listening to like heavy rock or something that's going to get you a bit more jazzed and try to figure out stuff that helps calm you down. And then when you get home, um, you know, consider the warm bath and which is to me counterintuitive. Cause I used to think that would just make you warmer and then make the whole temperature issue worse like because we want to be cool when we sleep but from further reading and just over the years of kind of learning about sleep it's the opposite really I mean it it drives your temperature up in the moment but then you release it from you know hands feet head and and then you do end up getting a lower core body temperature to help you sleep so a lot of them would take baths when they got home um, to help with muscle recovery as well like with epsom salts and oil that they liked and I would encourage them to do like their own little cool down routines as well. Like some simple stretching, just things that they liked to do. And I just said, only do it if you like it. Cause you're not going to do it if you hate it. So that was the big thing. So I think for them, it was okay. Cause they had the time. I think if they had to go to sleep, like within 15 minutes of finishing that show, there'd be no chance. Um, just because it's such an intense, like couple of like hours, but I found that they, they, they did, they were pretty good that this cast, especially really were into their health and fitness and wellness. And so they all had their own routines and they would proudly tell me about them uh, over the oh, awesome. months. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. I think that's uh, something that we've been hearing about as well in the previous episodes is like taking a warm shower, taking a warm bath, all part of that. Again, establishing the routine to, to um, get your body to downregulate. Um, one thing that we do in our house is we actually, we name, we name the hour before bed. We call it relax time. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, um, and that's like, and especially for like our oldest son, he's now four and a half. And so um, he gets very frustrated if we get interrupted during relax time. Uh, so like, <laughs> like, if, like, like I get a phone call that I, I really actually do need to take. I, I'm, I'm, I try not to, but like if I need to, or, you know, like, I don't know, like say we left a package out on the front door and our neighbor's like super nice about it and knocks and was like, hey, you got a package out here because he's out walking his dogs. Um, <laughs> my son's like, Uh-oh. mama, we are not allowed to interrupt relax time. This is not okay. <laughs> yeah. Why good, are we not Party. having relax time? Yeah. Um, and like normally we just kind of sit down, we turn the lights off, you know, turn on a little show so that it's just like something easy. You're not really focusing too much on it. Yeah. And I'll notice that like, if it's only 45 minutes, like I'm not ready for bed. It's so oh. funny. Like if it's an hour, I'm like, all right, that feels good. Time to go, you know? Oh, and wow. So it, it's kind of, it's so funny that like for my body and, and, you know, other people might say it's different, but for my body, like 60 minutes is really how long it takes me to wind yeah. down. Um, then I go through the routine and I don't normally like take a warm shower because I do that. Like after I run, you know, I yeah. probably don't want relaxed time when I'm sweaty. Nobody would want to sit next to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, like teeth brushing, flossing, you know, all that kind of stuff, then go into, um, the mask. And it's like, I'm just a creature of habit. 
and yeah. it's, um, and I might even listen to a, um, like a guided meditation or something like mm-hmm. that. If I'm, especially if I'm having a hard time, um, to, you know, like my mind, I can tell, like, I'm thinking about something or whatever yeah. it might be, then that I'll pop, I'll pop in my earbuds and, and put on a guided meditation. And then that usually will seal the deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've read yeah. things or heard things about like a, a worry journal, like people who tend to worry mm-hmm. a bit or have the racing thoughts before bed, you know, maybe within the hours leading up, maybe like before relax time, you know, get your journal out and write down the things that you need to do tomorrow, the things that are, you're stressed about or the things that are racing. So then at least your brain knows they're written down. I don't have to right. keep reminding. I don't have to. Times. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. there. And then you can yeah. see people sleep better. I've never heard of that before until recently, but like, it's quite a good idea to give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I use it every time before a trip. Cause you know, oh, when you got it? that early yeah. flight and you're like, yeah. did I remember everything? Did I not? Did I set the alarm? Did I not? You know? Um, so every time before a trip, I have a piece of paper next to the bed. And if a fleeting thought comes into my mind or did I remember to pack this? Did I not, you know, I write it down on the piece of paper mm-hmm. and then that way I can lay back down knowing that when I wake up in the morning, I'll see that to make sure I double check everything. Um, yeah. so that way I don't have to get out of bed. I don't have to make sure did I pack both toothbrushes that I not, you know, like, right. um, right. You know. it's like closing um, yeah, that, virtual tabs, you know, on a computer. It is. Yeah. 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 Turn it off. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. your brain keeps thinking about it. And then you're like, maybe I should check that. Maybe I should, I don't know. I'll remember in the morning. What if I don't remember in the morning? I probably yeah. won't. I should. Right. And so then it's like, now you're yeah. not sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I, it works. Yeah. I find not even with, only with exercise, but thank heavens I don't have the schedule anymore, but there was a time last year where I would get up and do PT at seven. I seven to two is PT three to nine at night was gymnastics coaching. And I'd have to be back up at five in the morning. So like nine, I get home nine 30, nine 45. You have to eat dinner at this point. You have to do all this stuff. And like, it was like 1130 midnight before I could like, even if I wanted to walk in and go to bed, I physically couldn't like yeah, I'd lay in bed and I'd waste more time. Yeah. Like staring at that ceiling. And I use a meditation app. I don't typically use the meditation app for anything, but sleep meditation. Mm-hmm. And it will put me to sleep real quick. Um, and I, <laughs> I wouldn't, I couldn't even fall asleep with that. Like I have to like be able to come in and kind of shut off. Like I can't go. It's not like an on and off switch, which Dr. Erica Kiernan was talking about for sleep. It's definitely like a process of like lowering your body yeah. down into like a more relaxed state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's so many things that you can do for sleep and it, it's such a nuanced for something that is like inherently part of our lives, it, it's such a complicated thing and it can be so easily disrupted. Um, it's so fascinating. I think sleep is one of the more fascinating topics personally, just because there's so much, it, it, it just branches to everything. Like when I think of a pyramid of your wellness or, you know, how food pyramids would be written for me, sleep is the base. Like, and personally, it's how I live. If I don't get, if I have to prioritize in a day, my ability to have time to sleep enough, exercise, eat enough or eat well, or socialize or anything. Like I always make sure the sleep is done first because if not, everything else is gonna be worse anyway, or my body will still process it, whatever else I'm doing outside of the sleep worse. So I'm pretty strict with sleep and not even from any other, maybe just from gymnastics that I couldn't do gymnastics if I was tired because (laughs) I was wrecked, but I've just always been quite strict with it and um, still am and I I don't regret it. I always feel much better when I've slept. Um, So yeah, it is a, it's a very interesting topic for sure. I remember finishing college and kind of like all through college, well, 
let's just say I didn't get a lot of sleep in college. Um, <laughs> well, I'll just go there. And then it was funny, like after my first job out of college and all of a sudden I had a few months where I was like getting the amount of sleep you're supposed to get and like going to bed at a decent time. And, like all of a sudden I had this routine. I wasn't going out every night and this and that. And then I just remember the first few times where I didn't get that sleep. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I don't ever <laughs> want to feel like this again. Like, man, I, do I that actually before. enjoy my sleep. I enjoy what I feel oh, like. Yeah. My favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just yeah. funny that like a uh, realization. Oh, like, yeah, you yeah. noticed the difference. Right. Totally, I could have yeah. been doing so much better in college mm-hmm. if I would have actually slept a little bit more. Well, that's it. I used to like harp on my classmates, especially in PT school, because obviously it's very easy just to spend all your time studying and the tests were very intense. And I was so regimented with like, I was asleep. I was done studying by nine every night and I would be asleep by 10 and I'd be up by five 30 to exercise. Like it was just how I, I did it. And a lot of my friends would go to bed at like midnight one, two, they would be taking all nighters all the time and they would not, they would do just as well or worse than me. And and I was like, what's the difference then? You might as well just sleep and, and do just as well as you're doing now and, and not be so miserable. And I just, uh, I mean, maybe I was just lucky that that's just how my body works, but it was, I don't know how they did it. I've never been able to, I've never pulled an all-nighter and I don't think I could do it. I just, my, I just, my eyes will close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's the difference between me and undergrad versus me and grad school. So me and undergrad was trying to do too much and yeah. take on too much. And I mean, I did, I did fine. You know, my grades were fine, but my health suffered and right. I would get colds, you know, cause I would pull an all nighter or I'd stay up way too late and I'd end up getting sick. And I noticed that then when I went to grad school, I had my first, like our very first big test, right? I think I probably stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning, like really making sure I understood it. And I got a 99 on the test. Okay. Right. So do, do you really think I needed to be up until 2am to do, to do that? No, I don't think so. Right. So I decided at that point, after that very first test in grad school, that Starbucks closed at nine, I would ride my, my, ride my bike there. It would close. I would ride home. Then that would be, then I would start my relaxed time. And then I was in bed usually by 10, 10 30. And then up at six and I like immediately was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this to my body. I'm not going to wreck it. And I did just fine. Yeah. I did just fine. And I did 10 to six. And that was, that was my overall, my routine in bed at 10 asleep, probably by 10 30, just to kind of like, you know, let everything continue to relax a little bit. And, uh, it was, I don't think I ever stayed up in that late again, all throughout graduate school to study because it was Mm -hmm. like, there's no point. There's not a point whatsoever, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to ruin my health. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, cool. All right. Well, Emma, we really appreciate all of the information that you have shared with us. It's been amazing. Uh, hopefully our listeners will be able to implement some of these changes. Think about, you know, when you're traveling, some strategies that you can use, uh, how to wind down at the end of the day. Um, other just other ways to create that structure and that routine and hopefully you'll find it meaningful and helpful uh, so we'll we'll link uh, information about Emma in the uh, in below especially on YouTube it's a little bit easier on YouTube because uh, we can put some links in there uh, so that you can find out more about Emma uh, and follow her journey right and yeah, what and what she's doing yeah. and uh, let's support you know let's support other female entrepreneurs uh, which is amazing uh, so follow us on you're on Facebook uh, YouTube Instagram 
So give us comments, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see more of. And we're going to continue to grow along the way, trying to meet everybody's needs. All right.